Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. And so are these fans. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. Boston organization has been well run for a long time now. From the top on down, here comes a 1-2 pitch. Red Sox win the World Series! Time to win the final tonight! And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018. The Red Sox have won the World Championship. The Boston Red Sox beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 5-1. They win the World Series four games to one. And the Red Sox become the first team in the 21st century with four world championships. Can you believe it? Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Pesky Podcast. We are here, episode 23, and I am here with our good friend, George Sutherland. I am the Rit. George, what's going on? How you been doing? Doing well. A little busy, you know, got family stuff going on, but uh, doing really well. Man, the Red Sox are doing a little a little bit better now. Uh, we got great news. Finally, after a little over a third of the season, they finally realized that Kike Hernandez is not a shortstop. Yeah. Um, you know, it, we talked about this, you know, last week, and I as – as I said, they said they weren't going to play him at short. And I heard that on the radio broadcast when I was coming back from Boston. Uh, I think last night kind of cinched the deal, you know, let the first run in. He played, you know, pretty well in New York, but then it's like he, he regressed. And uh, I think between him and Casas last night, I think that was the end. I think that, you know, that they have to stop paying attention to defense now. So he's going to play, I guess, a lot more second base and a lot more center field, but yeah, no more shortstop. Um, it's a, as, you, as, as, as you said, he always makes it on the throw. He seems to be able to get to the ball, okay, mm-hmm. but the, the, the throw, the, the throw just is has he, he tries to do too much with it, or you know he sails it, or you know he just doesn't think when he throws. You know he can make the play, but sometimes you got to eat it, and he doesn't even do that sometimes. So this is actually very good news. Yeah, uh, you know, we could finally have uh, Reyes there uh, mm-hmm. at, at shortstop until uh, possibly Yu Chang comes back. Uh, I heard that there's absolutely no timetable whatsoever for Mondesi at all. Yeah, I heard the same. So that that, that means that, uh, you know, he's, he's basically out of the equation. Um, and short of, no pun intended, you know, shorter than making a deal for a shortstop, you know, um, you know, you're going to ride, they're going to ride with story, which as you, you know, I'm, I'm not a real big fan of that one. So unless they can come up with a, a shortstop that can, that can do it, this is what they're going to go with. So, you know, we'll see are, what are, happens. Are you, are you comfortable, uh, 
defensively only, you know, putting Justin Turner at first and Reyes at shortstop. I'm okay with with Turner at first. Um, you know, he's he's a veteran. He know you know he knows what's expected of him. He's done a pretty good job over there. Um, he's you know he he's not going to be he's not going to be a Gold Glover over there, but you know he's a veteran. He you know he plays he played on the other side of the diamond. He knows what's expected of him. Um, I don't think he I, I don't think he does what Casas did last night. Okay, it's. You know, he's, he's, he's what, 30, what did we say last week? 36 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's, you know, he, he's not going to be fleet of foot, but, you know, I think he's, he'll make the plays he needs to make. And right now, the, he's the better option defensively, I think, for the Sox at this point. Yeah, and it also gives you some, uh, gives you some flexibility at the, at the DH spot. You know, mm-hmm. with, with the ball back, you know, you can plug yeah. and play him. At DH in the outfield, uh, you know, if if you want him playing the outfield, maybe sit there and have Jaron Duran DH. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Casas can DH. Mas has know. done it. You know, Ma- just get, Mas- give everybody a chance to get a little bit of a break. Yeah, you, you know, get off their feet. Uh, uh, me personally, uh, I kind of like the outfield of Verdugo, Duran, and uh, Duvall. Yes, you know. Uh, I I, I, lo- I like that outfield. It, that is a that is a very good outfield. Uh, you know, and, and remember that Duval made his, you know, uh, made his ability to be a good defensive outfielder playing the corner positions. Yeah. So you know he, he's he's out of position a little bit in center field, but you know what? Uh, he he's handled it really well. And if you needed to move him, for example. Uh, to left field, I think he'd be all right. I, I'm not sure he's. I'm not sure that they want to do it in Fenway Park, but certainly on the road, he could spell Verdugo and right, or you know, Massa or Duran and left. So you know, yeah, it, it's he's a very nice problem to have, and it looks like he's starting to, you know, pick it up a little bit at the plate. So and they certainly yeah. use him as a pinch runner too. So exactly. that's good. Uh, yeah, and you think about it, we have five, technically we have five outfielders because Kike can you know can plug and play it and send mm-hmm. in center field, and he does great in center field for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, like so we have five outfielders, you know, potentially. Uh, our middle infield, I'd be, I would be happy with Kike at second, and Reyes. Or Arroyo at second mm-hmm. with Reyes, you know. Uh, it's just we had to get Kike out of that shortstop uh, spot. And after last night, it seems to me Alex Cora is finally getting some control over his team. You know, he sat Verdugo uh, last mm-hmm. week uh, for, for not running out, which that kind of upsets me and bothers me. Because, okay, you want to make an example out of him for not, uh, you know, running that out. But then you have Devers not running out every ground ball to first. Yeah, I, although, you know, Devers has a little bit of a history of that, you know, going back since he since he got here. Um, the Verdugo thing, he's been on Verdugo since, you know, before spring training, you know, trying to get the most out of the, the guy. And, you know, 
to date, he's done a pretty good job. I think he just doesn't want him to let up. I think he can be faulted for letting the Kike situation go along as far as it did. You know, he, he loves the kid. Um, you know, he's trying to do what's right, but boy, you get 14 errors and 60, what, 66, 67 games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something radically wrong there. So, so uh, now let's, uh, let's do a little, little Red Sox Yankees recap. Uh, we took two out of three. We did. Uh, you saw how I was all excited about that. Oh yeah, we took two out of three <laughs> against the against the Yankees. Uh, once again, uh, Devers owned Garrett Cole. And that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it? He was the fastest uh, to hit, or he hit the the most home runs. Since what Ted Williams? Uh, Ted Williams, before, yeah. Before age twenty-seven, exactly. Yeah, you know, at, at Yankee Stadium, that's, that's crazy. He he must his eyes must light up, you know, when he looks at the pitching matchups. When you know, especially in New York, going, hmm, my buddy's up on my, my my buddy's on the mound today. Great, you know. And I, I hate to think, you know, what you know Cole is thinking of when he when he knows the Sox are coming into town. Yeah, but yeah, he. Yeah, he he's he's like he's that guy, he's that pitcher that it, every player you know would like to have up every at bat he has because he you know he knows he can take him deep or he knows he he can do wonderful things off of him. So yeah, it was fun. Then um, of course he got him for a double too in the same game. So that was yeah even more that was even better. Uh, but yeah, the the Yankees, you know, we gave uh, Cole his first loss. He's now yep. seven and seven and one. That that was really good. Uh, our pitching really, really came around and showed us what a starting pitching rotation could look like. Uh, Whit- Whitlock did really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halk did really well, and then uh, Bayo on Sunday. If it wasn't for that second base uh, catastrophe with right. the ball ball hitting off it, man, we could have swept them. You know what I mean? It, the the three young pitchers on the staff, and we'll I'll group them. I'll, I'll group them. You've got you know the, the, the big maple up now, who's now the the lead stud. Uh-huh. But you've got Hauk, Whitlock, and Bayo, and we'll talk about Cutter Crawford later. Um, he's those three guys. Have suddenly matured, and the, the 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 pressure of being and playing in Yankee Stadium didn't seem to bother him. Of course, you know Whitlock got released by the you know got Rule Five by the Yankees, right? So he's he's going to go in there and say, "Man, this is what you're missing." Um, you know how you know how played well, gave up a couple of home runs. I, you know that seems to be the thing that gets him in the most trouble. And you know Bale, yeah, like that was every time I watch him, I'm going. You know what? In another year, he could very well be the lead dog in the pack. Uh, the the one comparison, and and I'm not a big person for comparisons at all, but I loved it how they sit there and said Bayo is the first homegrown pitching prospect from the Red Sox since uh, Papelbon and Lester. Yep. Like, I I was like I was sitting there thinking I'm like. Wow, we we really haven't had a homegrown pitching prospect 
come up and be dominant like they did and like Bayo's doing, mm-hmm. you know, since Lester. Yes. And, and it, that was not lost on me at all. Um, although when old friend Daniel Bard stepped in last night, you know, uh, I kind of brought a smile to my face because, uh, you know, I, I saw him play up here in Portland and, uh, you know, until he kind of lost it, you know, he, you know, throwing a hundred miles an hour and all the rest, but for sustainable, for, you know, a sustainable career. Yeah. Bale was the first one probably since Lester. Yeah. You know, in terms of as a starter, you know, Papelbon came up as a starter, but, you know, he moved to the bullpen, but yeah, I mean, you, you can see, and I, I can see the big change from last year when he, you know, you know, over the winter, he worked with Pedro. Um, yeah. And, he, you know, he, he's got a similar pitch mix and things like that. That didn't hurt him at all. And, and you know, I, I kudos to Pedro for saying, Hey, I see something in this, in this, you know, young man, and I'm going to, I'm going to try to help him if I can. So. Well, uh, DC just texted uh-huh. and, and, uh, Devers just stopped by the pesky pole home run 500 foot blast. Yeah. Excellent. That's crazy. It, That's crazy. Gotta love that. And, 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 uh, j- just to think this weekend when we play the Yankees again, Devers gets to meet Cole one more time. <laughs> I can, I can, I can hear, I can hear, uh, I can hear Mr. Cole's stomach churn. So, but yeah, uh, man, but just, uh, I always loved how the Red Sox organization, their veterans, uh, take a, a kind of a, a, a liking like Ortiz kind of took, uh, Devers under his wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pedroia worked with uh, Jaron Duran this offseason. Uh, Bayo got to work with Pedro. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, man, these guys are have Hall of Famers coaching them and teaching them. And I, I love seeing that there in Boston. Well, I'll add one more to that list. And Connor Wong. You know, oh, he, yeah. he started. He was. You know, he had started to show he was a good defensive, uh, you know, backstop when he played in the minors. Uh, he comes here. He's he's got Veritech in his ear now. You know, and you know, he can learn from the master. You know, and I think that it's it's helped his game tremendously. And he was a good defensive catcher to begin with. You know, he's he's starting to you know add on some offense. So. You know, you saw it tonight. You know, I in the beginning. You know, a couple of pass balls. Um, so, you know, when he's not in the lineup, it, it shows because his defensive prowess is, is very good. And I think he's, you know, he's been a good student for Veritech. So. Oh, definitely. Uh, let's, let's bounce over a little bit. Uh, the all-star games coming up here in, in July and, uh, George, what are your thoughts on, you know, the fans kind of Devers as is uh, today was in third place. Uh, Massa was in eighth. Yeah, and Connor Wong, Verdugo have no mentions whatsoever. I, I I really don't understand. I I I think the the fan base is so caught up in the day to day that they've missed some of the individual accomplishments of these guys. And and 
you know, Verdugo, yeah, he belongs in the All-Star game. He absolutely does. Uh, Yoshida, yeah. I mean, he he's – is he still in, uh, in the second in batting? Uh, he was, uh, you know, in the league. Uh, you know, it was funny to hear him talking, you know, I don't want rookie of the year. I, I was a rookie in Japan once. I understand I'm a rookie here, but I'm not really a rookie player. Mm-hmm. And Connor Wong – you look at how many top, how many runners he's thrown out and how much he controls the game. Uh, I think it would be nice if the kid could make it. Uh, you know, obviously Ashley Rushman's going to, you know, take that, you know, going away. But really, you know, yeah, I, I think the fan base has fallen asleep on it. And I think they're yeah. so, I think they're so miffed at what's going on in the field that they don't think. Well, well, you know, if they were winning, I think you probably would see a whole lot more votes. For the yeah. you know for some of the guys, but I, I think they're just this benign indifference to the whole thing. Uh, do, do you sit there and think that uh, it's more of a popularity contest than it is uh, how well you're doing? Because there is no way that Massa should not make the All Star game right now. Uh, you know he's either second, third, or fourth in all categories for rookies this year, like. I sit there and said at the beginning of the season, I think it was episode one or episode two, uh, I told DC straight up, I said, the rookie of the AL rookie of the year is coming from us. Like, it, mm-hmm. it has to. You know, uh, Casas is, is, you know, stepped back a lot, but Massa is just tearing it up overall. Uh, not only just with the rookies, but overall against the whole American League. Yeah, he's since he opened up his stance, you know, after working with uh, the hitting coach. I mean, you know, he's hitting it everywhere. I mean, not so much for power lately, mm-hmm. but you know, he's spraying the ball all over the field. Uh, you know, two hits here, three hits there. You know, he was starting to get up in the three twenties. You know, he's, he's come back to earth a little bit, but still, I mean, he's still hitting over three hundred. And yeah, he he's definitely the rookie of the year class. But you know, don't lose sight of the fact that you know. He's a very good ball player. And, you know, his defense is better than, you know, a lot of people argued. Uh, you saw people, you know, when the Red Sox made the deal, say, oh, no, he's really a fourth outfielder. You know, he's not really great. Um, wrong. You know, he's a major contributor. And on some nights, he's your only contributor. Yeah. So uh, I'm just not a big fan overall of, you know, the popularity vote. And, and it, yeah. seems to be, it seems to be like that across all sports. You know, if you're popular, you know, you get on the team regardless. I, I understand every uh, every team has to have one representative. I kind of feel bad who the one person from Oakland is going to be. I think uh, we should start a pool to see who's the lucky guy. <laughs> but no, there's some there's some really good cases for the Verdugos. Yeah. Connor uh, for Wong. Uh you know, Devers and, and Massa. The Devers is, is slumping, but he still leads the team in home runs. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Colorado. Uh, the, I seen them on the schedule, and I was like, okay, this isn't this should be an easy two out of three, an easy two out of three. We, we had we had uh, C, uh, we had Seabold. Yeah, go uh, figure. And. Like we were hitting him, we just couldn't score no runs. Right. You know, we, we had so many people left on base last night. 
we lost four three in extra innings. We should have yeah. never went to extra innings. Never. No. No. I I, I don't know. It seems like the Red Sox are falling guilt they're a little guilty of playing to the level of their opponent. Okay. You know, Colorado would just come off, you know, a, a lot a, a walk-off win in Colorado against the Padres, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were feeling good about themselves as they traveled east. But, you know, the, the Red Sox really are playing to the level of their, their opponents, and it shows. I mean, you know, they, there was a game right that was handed to them. You got Paxton out there throwing darts, and, you know, and I don't, and you know what, I don't blame Pavetta for what happened because he got squeezed. I yeah. mean, you know, when, when AC went to take him out, he gave the home plate umpire, you know, more than just a couple of words. He was gave him dead death stare. And you looked at the pitch, you know, you look you look at the pitch frame and it's like, what are you looking at, Blue? You know. Uh, you know, he walked, you know, and, and I think that was a contributing factor. But yeah, that was a game we definitely should not have lost. Especially we, you know, we went ahead on a Royals blast, right? And I'm like, yeah, okay, good, good for him, because he, you know. He he'd been a, you know he'd been a little slow on the comeback and then he, you know he puts one on the screen and you go yep good okay yeah so, uh, yeah you know yesterday Arroyo you know not only with the home run he stretched out and uh, with his yep. gloves too looked yep. really good doing that uh, well, one thing I, I do want to sit there and and talk to George about is you know you, you said about uh, with Pavetta and uh, you know the the umps not making you know, a good strike zone, like, and making a competent calls. In all actuality, we, it was our own fault. We had so many scoring opportunities. Right. Those calls should have never even been in the coming to play. Uh, I, I don't know how many people we actually left on base last night. I can, uh, I can tell you. But uh, but man, it's just it's uh, we had six got us, uh, we had six left on base last. Yeah, night. six last night. Yeah, yeah, was... we had with two errors. Right, like you know, but it, it's it's horrible. And for Paxton to go out there and pitch six yep. scoreless innings. Yep, you know, with eight strikeouts. Man, right now I'm just looking at it overall as come trade deadline, are we just going to sit there and maybe give up and, and just trade Paxton because we don't think we're going to be in it? Because because right now Paxton Paxton would be a, a nice, you know, you, you look at on, on most rosters in, the, in a rotation, he's a good four, you know, yeah. four, four or five. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the I don't know. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, it was a much different look. They were riding high. Um, they they've got to turn it around. I mean, they've got six weeks to the trading deadline. Um, I think that if they can get the offense moving a little bit, I think that if they can get, play a little bit better on the defensive side, you might see a different ball club. But if they suddenly start, you know, playing being no better than a 500 club and don't even show any signs of that or worse, 
then yeah, I, I you know Paxton's probably the first guy to go. He's on short money, mm-hmm. so that, you know he'd be and he'd bring you he'd bring you some something. Okay, uh, you know, there's going to be some contender that's going to want want him and want him badly. Uh, you know, I can see that I can see the Dodgers, the Padres, you know, wanting to go after him as well. Uh, you know, depending upon where Milwaukee is, you know, they, they could yeah. do it. Uh, you know, yeah, Cleveland, you know, Cleveland gets in it, you know, that they'd be, a, they, you know, and he pitched well for Frank Conner, I think, you know, Frank Conner's that kind of manager he thrive into. But yeah, I mean, it's very possible that the Red, the Red Sox become sellers, you know, not just yeah. him. So, yeah, it, it just, it shows like how disappointing with highs and lows a team can be, you know, from, from day to day. Uh, what was it? We we, uh, in April, we were on a, what, a seven game winning streak. It was seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were on the high of highs, you know, we, we weren't leading our division, but we were the fourth best team in baseball. Right. And, and, and here we are, a month and a half later, and we're a 500 ball ball club again, and our bats aren't aren't producing, our starting pitching is producing now, but our defense right. is, is horrible. Like we talked last week, that how many times over and over again we need to get back to playing fundamental baseball. baseball. And hopefully, with Kike not being at short no more, uh, Justin Turner playing a little more first base that maybe we can get back to playing fundamental baseball and just defense is where we need. If we can stop the runs, we can score the the runs to get us ahead. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And come out early and do something. Okay. Because, you know, they had the bases loaded, but in the first inning yesterday and nothing happened. That's, that, that's inexcusable especially against a team like Colorado. But, yeah, they they got to play better defense. I mean, you can't, you can't give it away. It's one thing if somebody gets out and hits one out of the park, all right? You know, that happens in baseball. But when you throw the ball around or you don't um, you know, make a you know, mental error, you know, those are the things that get you. And, unfortunately, this is – the, the Sox are in the, the wrong kind of a streak where the mental errors and the, and the physical errors are killing them, mm-hmm. you know, and they can be hidden if you got, if your offense is flying, but in this case, the offense is, is not flying. So they become magnified, you know, it, yeah. it, as I said, you know, like when in the Tampa series, you know, when the, the Sox, you know, get, got sixth, you know, got six runs in the, you know, in, in the inning, and then, you know, went on to beat the race. Everybody forgot about the, you know, the errors by, by Kike because he could have very well been the goat of that game. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, when you're, you know, they're being exposed and they've got to turn it around. They, they've got to start clicking on all cylinders because if not, uh, that this could go very well, go into a streak like they had last, last late spring, early summer, where they, after doing well in May, they just, just tanked so exactly and it's uh, a shame because they're getting good pitching yeah and, and and we're wasting 
those those big games by Bayo, those big games by Paxton, yep. you know, Whitlock. We're just wasting them. So, uh, what I seen Blacks haven't done in quite some time on Sunday night baseball. What did you think of the first four batters, all lefties? <laughs> I, I'm a I'm an old guy. Um, you got to split it up, you know, they because that that kind of lineup just it begs for, you know, four quick outs. Uh, and, you know, that that's why you want to divide it up. But, you know, we know this team is, is, is left heavy. It's, you know, it was constructed that way. Duval being back is going to help that a lot, you know, but mm-hmm. they got to, they got to, they got to mix it up and insert it at the, you know, at the right place and, and get the production. But yeah, four lefties in a row. Yeah. Uh, must be the it's you know it's part of the modern game I guess you know yeah I, I was a little little surprised seeing four lefties all in a row uh, J- but Jaron Duran uh, he's got some wheels on him so I kind of I kind of liked him being in the leadoff spot uh, it, it gave Verdugo a little bit if he showed as much patience in the two spot as he does in the in the one yeah. spot you know that that could get him him a couple more balls uh, to look at mm-hmm. you know. Ma, uh, Masa, uh, him, I think him and JT both put up some long at bats in the Yankee yes. series. Uh, you know, uh, I think JT had Dang. two, two at bats. He, he had 10, double. uh, 10, uh, or 11 balls per. Yeah. He had two double, di- he had two double digit at bats and that's great. Yeah. Because that sits there and wears down the pitching and, and gets you to that bullpen quicker. Uh, and man, the, the Red Sox, they, they wanted that. Uh, what did you think about, you know, uh, Kenley, uh, getting both saves mm-hmm. and, and well, do you think we're, we're finally got to Kenley that, that we're all okay. Kenley's coming in. We got this one in the bag, or do you still get those butterflies in your stomach? Uh, you know, with seeing Kenley, oh man, could, is he going to blow it this time? No, no, I'm I, I'm fully confident in him. Um, that situation that kind of got with the Cardinals, um, aberration, and they would put they would game in him anyway. You know, and MLB stepped up to to stop that. Uh, no, I have full confidence. I see him walk into the bullpen. I'm like, I, f- I feel confident, and, and that's a confidence I haven't had at the end of the, you know, at the end of the pen, and it probably since you know, 2020, you know, certainly 2019. But you know, you get a, you have a closer, use him, and he's you know, and he's he, he's done well. I, I hey, listen. I'm, I'm good with it. I, I feel I'm, I'm glad that he's at the, the end of the pen and, and Martin's right before this is where they miss Schreiber. I mean, you know, if, Schreiber, if Schreiber was around, this is where they miss him because he would be, he'd be that, you know, that other stone wall out there that, you know, would, would help you and you wouldn't be having to mix and match it as much as you do. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, Sunday night, you know, Jensen came in and got the win. Martin mm-hmm. got the save. 
It, it, it yeah. was kind of it was a little, you know, reverse roll, but it, but it looked good though. Yeah, and it it shows you that you know it can be done, uh, and both guys aren't you know they you know, they were very much supportive of each other, and it's a great it's a great problem to have because you know there will be times when Kenley's gonna you know maybe not be up to snuff, and if Martin has to do a couple of games and be a closer, that's fine. He throws strikes. He doesn't, he doesn't really walk. You know, he's not known for walking people. So, you know, I think it's I think it's it's a very good problem to have. So uh, last night we we got, had an MLB debut of somebody that kind of like blew through our minor leagues a little bit. Joe Jocks, a, a, yeah. left, a left-handed uh, you know reliever out of the uh, out of the bullpen. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I actually was tied up when he, when he was pitching, I was not, I was not watching him, which I, I apologize for, but I was, I was, I was in the middle of something. Um, I, I, I think it's good it, it, that they've been able to develop left-handed bull, you know, bullpen help. Because usually you're out, you're out trying to pick the scrap heap to try to get some, um, I hope he does well. I mean, he's risen through the system. He seems to, he seems to be able to pitch well. Um, I haven't seen him. I think he's in the game tonight, isn't he? Uh, I was just, yeah, he's in. He's already gone an inning, but he hasn't allowed. He hasn't allowed any. He didn't no runs. So, yeah, uh, he hasn't allowed anything yet in the inning he came in. Yeah. Uh, Cutter Crawford tonight gave up four uh, in yep. four innings. You know th- th- that's not we can't have that for Cutter Crawford. But then again, if you look at it, he is our five. So he's Cutter Crawford was on fire when they put him in the bullpen as a long guy. You got two to three innings. You know the long guy. Yeah, that that that's a role he's made for. He he and Winkowski. You know, that's a two-headed monster right there. Uh, unfortunately, you know this is the the situation we're in with you know with Sale being down. They feel Crawford's better at the you know putting him as your fifth starter, and Wachowski's been a little bit under the weather, so I heard. You know, so yeah, this is this is it. Hopefully, he can bounce out of it. But this was the thing in the beginning of the season. He. You know, the, he, two or three innings, he'd be okay, and you get to the fourth, and that would be that would be the end of that. Um, you know, maybe he should, maybe Tan Hawk should take him aside and say, "Okay, here's how you get past the third inning." You know, so yeah. So, uh, we're down four or two right now. So yep. Uh, I, I kind of want to sit there and but but uh, George, well, what are your what are your thoughts on the rest of the series? Uh, are we going to sit there and, and go down uh, one, uh, win one game and lose two, or do you think we can come back this one? Uh, they're they're only down two in the fifth. Um, I feel reasonably confident that this is a game they can come back and win. They, and if they don't, they absolutely have to win tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, at least going into New York, you know, at least in the New York series on a high note. So, 
uh, I'm, you know, I think that they can, I think that they can do it. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm looking, I was catch, catching up in the box here. I don't, I think this is the kind of a make a break game in terms of to see what the bench can do and to see what happens when they get down. Uh, you know, Jake seems to be, you know, he stopped the burning. Let's see if that, that continues. Uh, but yeah, the, the, this is, this is the offense. They've got to step it up. I mean, you know, you, you can't go by with, you know, scoring one and two runs a game, you know, and in both Yankees here, they scored three runs, you know, mm-hmm. the wins, right? Uh, not, not in this, not in this day and age. Three runs get you nothing, you know, unless you got a dominant, unless you're pitching that's dominant. You know, you got you got to score four or five runs, and that's at a minimum. So, yeah, it, it seems to me that the season will be known as uh, peaks and valleys. You know, we're either scoring yep. eight, nine, ten runs, or we're scoring one, two runs. Right. You know? Uh. Let's sit there and uh, talk a little bit about the upcoming uh, weekend series. Uh, Yankees, Red Sox. Uh, we got Tanner Houck going on Friday. Mm-hmm. Bayo going on Saturday. Saturday. And Paxton going Sunday. So we have our three best pitchers. Yep. You know, going home at Fenway Park against the Yankees. No, that's that's the way you want it. And um, for Hauk and Bayo, it's the return engagement at home. You know, uh, so I, I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm extremely encouraged. This is a that's the stars aligning right for the pitching staff to kind of repeat their performance from last week in the Bronx. Uh-oh. Uh, we got Kluber up in the pen. So I, I looks like they don't well, want to win the game. I, uh, I'm sure you saw my, my comment in my, my Sunday notes. Uh, he had nothing, and they exploited it badly. I you know what was it? <laughs> two, three weeks ago, we talked about DFAing him. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I I don't know what Heim's looking at. You know, and I think I honestly thought that when he was getting pounded, that AC was sending a message to the upstairs, going, "He's done." You know, you know he, he he's he's cooked. You know, let's do the guy right. You know, maybe he ends up and he finds himself again, which happens. You know, mm-hmm. veteran pitches are, are tough. But talk about a guy you don't want to see in, in a game. No, thank you. I wouldn't want to – we could be up 20 to 1, and I still want to, wouldn't want to see him come in the game. Not at this point because he, he's got nothing. That, no. So. It, 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 he's just throwing whatever he has left in the tank, and it's not much. You nope. know. And he can't bring it anymore, you know. No. And 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 it, 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 this is, he's getting batting practice fastballs, and he's got no movement on his breaking stuff. You know, it's like they're just you know they're just teeing off on the the poor guy. And, and, and it's sad to see because you know for a while he was a great pitcher, and you know you know he seemed to have rediscovered himself. You know you know the idea you know the younger guys when you're younger they're throwers and they can get by with their fastball. And then, you know, as you get long, you don't have that. 
maybe injury sets in, you become a pitcher. And he seemed to have discovered that, right? And that's kind of what I was hoping to see. But, no. you know, he's, he's got nothing. So, weekend series, what are you thinking, Red Sox-Yankees? Realistically, I can see them taking two out of three. I really can. I think that I think to do what they did in the Bronx at home is not unreasonable. Would be great if they could sweep all three, but you know, two out of three, I can definitely see. Uh, I'm also going to follow along with you. Two out of three. Uh, I, I just don't know what game that we could possibly lose. That that that's the tough one. We got Whitlock. Bayo and Paxton. What? Uh, who does Cole? Who does Cole match up against? They, they don't have any of theirs up yet. They don't have anything. Okay. It, it's. I, I was just counting out to where, to where Cole would would have to sit there and be. I'm thinking it'd be Cole and Bayo, but I might I might be wrong. Yeah, that that would be maybe a little bit advantage Cole. But um, by the way, Bayo's pitching—you never know. I mean, he's got—he's—he's he's shown he's got it. So you know, they just—they just need Red Sox need some home cooking offense and stop, you know, pounding the pounding the wall, stop putting balls in play. Yeah. So, uh, well, George, I want to sit there and thank you for stopping by, helping us out a little bit. Oh, no uh, problem. Why don't you tell everybody where they can uh, read your articles at uh, and where they can uh, contact you at? Okay, so my uh, my Substack is pundintothepeskypoll.substack.com, which if you go to the Pesky Podcast uh, link, tree. link tree page is up there and you can press the button there and you can read everything I've wrote. Um, you can contact me, uh, G, uh, my email pun to the pesky poll at gmail.com. And of course I'm on Twitter at Thurland systems. Uh, you can follow my, my explosion of thoughts occasionally. And, uh, you know, that's where I am. And then, uh, you know, so often I'm here as well. So, uh, that's where you can find me. And, uh, again, I, this, this is great. I, you know, be able to do it. It's really too bad DC couldn't join us tonight because, you know, it's, he had so much and as well as you, you know, both of you just, this is a great, you, you do a great job and I'm just, you know, happy that I can join in from time to time. Yeah, George. Hey, uh, guys, if you guys didn't get a chance, uh, head on over to his uh, sub stack. You can get, uh, head up on our link tree and check out the latest article he did uh, about the home run ball. With yeah. uh, Devin Marrero and uh, Tomas and, and his father, like it, it was a great article. I, I loved how he put it all, pieced it all together. Uh, we're gonna have plenty more of his stuff uh, coming up. Uh, we're gonna have plenty more interviews coming up. We just had last uh, last week. We had Narcisco uh, Crook. Boy, baseball needs more guys like him. What a what a nice guy. Um, you know, very down to earth. Uh, you know, I listened to, I listened to that podcast twice and every time I learned a little bit more cause you, you missed up, but yeah, he, baseball needs more of more guys like him. He's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, we also have a few other, uh, guys that are, are going to be coming up for us to interview. 
We got Tyler uh, Dearden, a double-A outfielder uh, for the Red Sox. We have Theo Dellinger, a triple-A uh, triple pitcher coming uh-huh. out. Uh, DC has Hunter Dobbins coming on. Uh, Great. Man, we're, we're just going to be pumping these out over the next uh, couple weeks. And, man, just sit there and I, I love being able to build all these relationships uh, with these guys. And so that way, when they do make it to the majors, you know, we, we, we have that connection. We, we can bring them on, talk to them, how, how well they're doing in, in the majors. And man, it, it's just great to, to make these connections overall with these guys and make friendships. Yeah. Um, just a score update. The uh, Turner just singled in, um, uh, turn just singled in Reyes, but uh, Verdugo got thrown out at the plate, so it's four three. So, oh, there we go. So, but guys, head on over to our YouTube page, uh, s- subscribe, check us out, watch, listen, and watch all of our videos. I know not everybody go- goes on to Spotify, iTunes. Some people like to uh, listen to it or watch it on YouTube TV, and that's great too. But, you know, it's the Pesky Podcast. So search it up. Hit us up. Uh, follow us. Uh, George, it was great sitting there and talking to you. Like we said, DC, uh, wish he was be able to come here. But he had other obligations he had to. So, but man, for George, I am the Rit. See you guys next time on the Pesky Podcast.